Welcome to another episode of the Command Team Corner. Today, we're privileged to sit down again with Major General John Brennan, the Commander of First Special Forces Command. Today, we discuss Major General Brennan's intent for innovation, both at the command level and also how that translates down to the team level. So let's get to the show. So innovation is your fourth line of effort, and you deliberately chose that to replace modernization, to change people's mindsets, and to change how we talk about change in the command. So could you just talk a little bit about how you see innovation within the command? I think it's key to virtually everything we do. So we select folks through our multiple selection courses into the SF, PSYOP, and Civil Affairs regiments to be innovators. You have to think on your feet. Uh, you have to find new ways to solve problems that are that are ever-growing in their complexity. But you know, innovation, people immediately think about tech. Um, that's a piece of it. So finding the next generation of what we already have, that's modernization, leaping ahead to that disruptive, really revolutionary technology and or ways of solving problems, whether it's policy, whether it's a TTP, that's what is truly innovative. And we're kind of losing in that space. You know, I've talked about it in the past, but um, the military has been an innovation engine for decades and decades. That was true in the industrial age. So a lot of the things that we take for granted now, technology-wise, in your house, the internet, microwave ovens, all that was a military innovation at some point. And so now what's happened is the opposite dynamic where all the innovation, a lot of the innovation, and particularly in the tech realm, is, is being done by private companies. And we're playing catch up. So, and a lot of that's process driven because of our acquisition process is a little bit anchored in the uh, industrial age. Programmatics is what it is. We've got to fix ourselves, I think, as a DOD to become more agile, uh, get tech, get the next best thing in the guys' and gals' hands and let them play with it, let them figure out what works best, uh, and then let them find a lot of the great ideas in our formations come up from the bottom. And so I want to embrace that. I want to amplify the ability to innovate with a bottom-up approach. And so we've got a few things in place. Obviously, we talk a lot about the... The Commander's Blog, that's a way to throw an idea out there. We've already found some great innovators. They're doing amazing work out there from the blog. And then harnessing that power, I think, is is also important. So we've also got the innovation portal we're building out on Sipper. So we're working toward a cross-domain solution where anybody with a smart device, it's an app, you see something that looks innovative, you can type it in yourself or you take a picture of it, and what the information you're filling out actually feeds what we call a 10-liner, which is a, a CV, which is a, a combat development report. goes into the our G8 innovation sections into their database, and then they can turn that into a, a no-kidding requirements document that goes up to USASOC and, and as well as um, SOCOM, and it feeds SOF ATNL to come up with a solution to whatever, either it's a a capability gap or it's something that looks intriguing that we want to try this and then we get the assets to test it out we'd like you know like in Afghanistan Iraq and Syria it's also a combat lab where we can test things in combat conditions and then provide feedback to make them better and then get them out and get them into production so that the whole force can benefit from it so we're the biggest chunk of SOCOM I think we can do that at scale for the SOCOM enterprise to test things and really get them out there. And then we talked about the processes. So a lot of the, the tech's gonna drive a new way to do something. So the two go hand in glove. 
I think the creative minds out there coming up with a new process, I can liken it back to different ways we've used to target the enemy. A lot of that was driven by, hey, we got this new tech thing. Now, how do I take that tech thing <laughs> and proliferate the TTP so that everybody can use it uh, to target the enemy? And then you, you've seen it in multiple forms throughout the last 20 years of combat, but we've got to innovate or die or we're going to forever shoot behind the, the duck and be behind China and Russia and some of our near peers who are innovating. Um, I think, you know, going forward, the low-cost solutions out there uh, that we can give to partners is the way to go instead of the, the heavy programmatics. We're not building aircraft carriers in First Special Forces Command, <laughs> so it's a lot easier because we don't fall into some of those big, big service programmatic rubrics with some of the platforms that are out there. So we're not platform-centric, we're people-centric. We just got to give our folks the right tools to do their job. I think that was a great overview of how you see innovation at the command level. But what would you want a, an ODA team leader or a SIDAD or a civil affairs team leader to know about your intent for innovation? Um, there's nothing out there but air and opportunity for you. So each group has started up their own innovation cell. That goes for the SIOPs and civil affairs formations as well as the SF groups. That really, those innovation councils should be at the grassroots level, team detachment company level that feed up into our G8 and then really coalesce what's out there. So half, half of the innovation battle is knowing what's already out there that you can leverage. So there's, I'd say about, you know, probably 50% of the CVs that come up and the nine liners, there's already something out there that can answer that capability gap. But some folks don't know, or we've got duplicative efforts out there working on the same problem set and we can probably streamline it. So we've focused each group on a different area of innovation, giving them priorities so that they can move out. Most of it's germane to their AOR. Every AOR is different, but they can, they have a focus now. And then we, we have that collaboration venue where we can all talk about what we're doing. So we're not duplicating and we're out there finding best in breed of whatever technology we're going after. So, and we're also, the CSM's talked about it, alternative career paths. So if there's folks out there in the formations who are kind of inclined or they're drawn to the innovation sector, we're trying to develop a career path that lets them embrace that passion and get after it for the, for the formation. So it doesn't mean you're not going to serve in SOF anymore. We're going to take you, send you to a place to get educated on how really the, the industries out there do innovation and then you come back to the formation and do it on behalf of first SFC or USASOC, mm -hmm. uh, but you have opportunities to come back and forth through the tactical formations, if you will, throughout your career. So we want to you know, let folks embrace their passions while still remaining relevant in our soft. That's our goal. So do you have any examples from the team level uh, as you travel around to the different groups and brigades within our footprint uh, of something that when you saw it, you were like, man, that is innovative. I see it in all the TISCOs out there, so I've, I've visited all of them, and every group you know, has a, a cyber lab now. I've seen folks coding in Python, creating all kinds of really next-gen ISR out of COTS equipment like Raspberry Pis, and then they're programming them to do pretty amazing things. Putting you know, Raspberry Pis on a UAS, that's something that was kind of unheard of when I was a young field grader or a young captain. And now it seems like it's, it's a kind of matter of course, and, and the TISCOs are really doing amazing work. Um, we've, we're seeing it 
uh, down at 7th Group with the Hyper Enabled Operator Program partnered with Soft ATNL. You have, you have operators next to the engineers creating new solutions and, and fixing stuff at the grassroots level before it gets into a program, gets fielded to us, and now we can't change it. So we're trying to change the way we field equipment um, and then the way we test it and evaluate it. So a big part of establishing a successful innovation culture is dealing with failure in a positive way. For instance, if we have six teams working on a specific problem in a group, maybe counter UAS or cyber integration, uh, five of those teams may fail, but the six may have promise. We want to invest in that one idea for sure. But how do we treat those that failed? What's the role of failure in your mind when working towards innovation? And how do we ensure people are comfortable taking the prudent risk that's necessary to truly innovate? Sure. I think failing early and often is better than failing late after you've sunk a lot of money into something. So we embrace testing stuff out. It may or may not work, but you don't know if you don't try. And to me, innovation, the process is, is equates to winning. So if you're not, if you're not in the ring, you're not going to win the fight. You got to get in the ring. So uh, the more and more we, we embrace the talent we got in the formation and optimize it to help the enterprise innovate, I think the better off we're going to be. So one of the things I've heard you say is the soft TC, one of the, the main things about soft TC is that it's a place that we need to go and fail, right? When the battle labs in combat close up, we got to have a place where we can still test things at scale in a real near near peer A2AD environment, and that's what Soft TC allows us. That's one of the reasons we're building it, and we're partnering with Arliss and PEO Stry and others, Space Force, to go out there and um, see what works in the multi-domain arena. If we don't test multi-domain solutions, we're never going to get there. Sir, we appreciate you uh, taking some time out of your schedule to sit down with us again today. This has been another episode of the Command Team Corner. If you have topics you'd like to see addressed by the Command Team, submit them on the Commander's Blog, located on the First Special Forces Command portal page. Or send us a DM on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Thanks for listening.